Why, hello there, and welcome back to Wittenberg Radio. We're so glad you're here. My name is Carol LeBlanc. And I'm Andrew Stace. And throughout our time here at CMU, both of us have noticed that there are a lot of fellow students who really love movies. That's why today we are bringing you the insight and recommendations about the movies you need to watch from some of the many movie-loving students here at CMU. To follow that, we have a wrap-up of the Blazers season with a new host of the Blazer Beat Report. So without further ado, let the show begin. Today we have Brian Newfield with us to talk about movies. Um, and Brian, I'll just jump in with the first question. Uh, what was your favorite movie you watched this school year and why? Yeah, um, when I think back of this this year and, and movies that I watched, um, this is one that definitely stands out. Um, it's called About Time. It was recommended to me by a friend. And um, she said, don't look up anything about this movie. Don't look on Google. Um, just watch it. It's on Netflix. And I was like, okay. You know, it, it was a rom-com. She likes rom-coms. So I'm just like, you know, I'll, I'll put it on back burner, you know, not immediately go watch it. And um, over the reading week of the first semester, um, I got COVID. And so I was stuck in my apartment, kind of bored, um, not really getting a lot of work done. And um, so I put it on and I was like, you know, let's see what this movie is about. And um, I can't say much about it because I really don't want to spoil it. Um, it just starts off with this very unique kind of concept. And um, immediately I was just kind of hooked. And I was just like, dang, this movie's got me. It's uh, it's it's bringing me into that British humor of guy meets girl, girl meets guy. And, you know, they fall in love. They have some ups and downs. But, um, you know, in the end they make it. And, you know, it, makes, it made me cry. It made me really happy. It was very wholesome. Um, and it was one movie that I came away with of just like not knowing, like it's, it's a rare kind of thing for me to like actually like see a movie that I really haven't seen or know nothing about. I, I do like watching movies and, and sometimes, you know, the YouTube algorithm just throws movie spoilers at me. So it's, it's really hard to sometimes find a movie that I I'm going in blind and this was one of them. And I was just blown away. It was, it was cute. It was adorable. Um, and yeah, I recommended to, my friends going from there was like, have you guys seen this? About time. You should go watch it. And um, even organized a resident event where um, I got I gathered people in the lounge. And they're like, what is this for? I'm like, we're going to watch a movie. And then that was it. And then we just watched it. And um, it was great. And so I've got those rom-com, like, uh, was it cringes? But, you know, it's part of its charm. Um, so, yeah, About Time, 2013, starts stars Rachel McAdams, uh, Donald Gleason, Margot Robbie. Yeah, it's a good one. Cool. I'll have to add it to the watch list. Um, and watch it, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. Don't just <laughs> add it to your watch list. Press play. The watch list, sometimes things just get stuck in watch list purgatory. But yeah. Um, yeah, I'll definitely have to watch that now. Okay, and next we'll move on to the next question. Uh, Brian, what is a movie you think everyone at CMU should watch at least once in their life and why? Yeah, uh, that's a really good question. Um, the answer that I have is it's not just a singular movie. It's a trilogy. And the answer is the Lord of the Rings trilogy, uh, directed by Peter Jackson. Uh, came out, first one, 2001, and then 2003. Um, yes, won 28 Oscars, which is a lot. Um, but um, Oscars aside, because that's not what all makes a movie, um, it's just good storytelling um obviously with um 
you know, the script kind of written using like tokens language um, in terms of how he writes. Um, but it, it's adapted very well in terms of, you know, using the best parts of the book and bringing them into a movie as the Lord of the Rings was, you know, it's all about, they, they set out to make those three movies because they had a story to tell. You know, they, they set out from the first one, filmed it all in New Zealand, um, actually got half of the, like, majority of the population of New Zealand, which is, you know, small island or islands, I guess, to kind of, you know, help with the movie. So um, going, apparently, like, yeah, a lot of the um, residents of New Zealand kind of went out for work and went to work on this movie, or these three movies. And, um, yeah, they, so they set out to go tell a story from start to finish. It wasn't just, let's make the first one and see how much money it makes. And if it grosses a billion dollars, we'll make the second one, you know? And there was no after credit scene or whatever, you know? But, like, it was just we have a story to tell, we set out to do it. And um, you can tell, I don't know, if maybe you watch movies differently, but uh, those are three movies that I think everyone should watch in their lifetime as just in terms of a story um, of, you know, good and evil, um, character growth, development, um, landscape of just New Zealand. It's a beautiful country. One of the definitive reasons I want to travel there when I'm done in university and stuff and um yeah i think uh, and also like i could talk about the lord of the rings for you know a couple hours here but um yeah it's a, it's yeah i think it's a good movie great movies that people should should watch and um appreciate it's they're great yeah i've seen them and yeah i would also say they're pretty pretty awesome and highly rewatchable as well Yes. You have seen them already. Yeah. The the definitive movies are like watch the extended editions. Don't go to the theatrical version. They're garbage, you know, like I can't even watch those theatrical version because I'm so used to the extended cut that I'm like, where is the plot? <laughs> and so just what you know, book off I think it's like eighteen hours of your day and just watch them. You know, all three parts or all three movies, extended editions, plus the appendices after, because, you know, they're, uh, how they make the movie is equally, enough, sometimes more interesting than the movie itself in some ways if you're a film goer, just appreciate the effort it takes to make a good movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, and another question, why do you like movies, Brian? Why do I like movies? <sighs> they are, you know, a type of, form of art you know i sound like a film student and i'm, I'm not a psychology major but um they are a form of art and, and obviously some movies there's those movies that you know turn off your brain let me just you know fill the space with you know uh music and um audio but like there's so many different types of storytelling that can go in movies as like you know it's visual it's auditory so like music sound and storytelling with characters and dialogue and um they're just they're entertaining you know it's it's fun to watch them by yourself sometimes it's even sometimes equally fun to watch movies with people um where you talk about movie like I, i'm a i'm a movie talker if you if you watch a movie with me i will talk through it not annoyingly i don't think so at least but just you know maybe throw in a funny you know something there or ask a question there or whatever but uh yeah so i enjoy movies yeah i think one nice thing is that like some art is you have to be um learn something to see the value in it. rather movies there's some movies that's like oh unless you like really get into the nitty-gritty you won't really fully understand this movie or whatever there's some movies like that 
like 2001 Space Odyssey comes to mind, which I still don't understand. But yeah. um, but then there's lots, some that's like, it's just fun. And it's still art, but it's very accessible. And yep. um, a lot of it's for a wide audience, which is really amazing. Mm-hmm. Going back to maybe Lord of the Rings, is there anything in that movie you'd change? Anything you're like, oh, no, the books change. got this right. Movies oh, did yeah. not or whatever it is. All right, uh, small confession. Um, I actually haven't read the books. <laughs> um, I'm I was introduced to Lord of the Rings by the movies, um, and I've watched them too many times that I can't read the books because, you know, one minute scene in the movie is dragged on for like ten pages, <laughs> and it has made it a little harder to read. Maybe that was a little younger me talking, like high school uh, age, Brian. So maybe I could kind of revisit them, but. Um, I do know in in some of the like things where like actually like so the character um, Eowyn like Aragorn's love interest was actually a guy uh, in the books, um, elf guy, elf dude, and um, yeah, so they, that's a big change um, in terms of not that I I can't say I've, I've read the book I just kind of listened to some podcasts that talk about that, um, so I'm definitely a Lord of the Rings book poser, but definitely a, a Lord <laughs> of the Rings movie fanatic. Um, but honestly, like, I don't know if it would change any, like, it, you know, if they were longer, you know, like, if it was just like, you know, 1917, just following continuous shot photo <laughs> and sound just from the Shire all the way to Middle Earth, unbroken shot. So so you want, you want The Hobbit where they make every book three movies, so you get nine movies out of it? Is that what you want? <laughs> no, no, no. Just like, just one movie of, of, of Frodo and Sam walking from, <laughs> from Bag End to the Mount Doom. <laughs> <laughs> unbroken shot <laughs> thank you Brian for joining us Thanks. and I really appreciate it and I'll make sure to go watch About Time and maybe you know so during the summer watch Lord of the Rings again <laughs> yeah, yeah thank you appreciate it Thanks. Now we have Ruby on, and the first question for you, Ruby, is what was your favorite movie you watched this school year, and why? Um, favorite movie that I watched this school year was probably a movie called Woman at War, um, which maybe sounds a little Mennonite, or a little scary at a Mennonite institution, um, but it's actually an Icelandic film um, about a woman who is a choir director by day and then kind of secretly by night she's an eco activist who is working to take down this um aluminum company that's uh kind of uh yeah plays a big role in her hometown so it's this very exciting fun story and kind of tells um an ecological um like environmental story as well which i really love so probably best movie that i've seen this school year (laughs) Uh, what is one movie you think everyone has seen you should watch at least once in their life? Um, one movie that I think everybody should watch um, is a movie called Come On, Come On, um, which I think is criminally underrated. Um, it came out just a few years ago, and it's kind of a blend of um, fiction and documentary storytelling. Um, and it tells the story of this man who's a radio journalist and kind of estranged from his family, but um, is suddenly reunited with his nine-year-old nephew, um, and they travel the country together for a little bit. Um, but a large part of the movie is also real interviews with um, 
children about kind of their perspectives on the future and their families. And I think it's just so hopeful and so fun. Um, and yeah, one that I think um, everybody should watch if they get the chance. That's what, is that what Walking Phoenix is that, that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but okay, now I should definitely have to watch it. It's good. Yes, I would highly recommend it. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Uh, why do you like movies very broadly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that is a broad question. Um, I like movies because I think there's such a unique uh, format to tell stories in. Um, and I think it's really beautiful when a movie is done well and you can see either like a director or a writer's vision, um, not only through words, but also through set design and costumes and cinematography um, and music. And you kind of are able to have this like holistic experience of a story that I think is really unique and exciting um, and super, like it can transport you to a lot of different places and worlds. So I think it's super exciting. Nate, uh, what do you think movies tell you about? about the world. Um, okay, what do I think movies tell you about the world? Um, I think that movies, yeah, it does depend on the genre of film that you're watching. Um, I think a documentary obviously is one thing compared to like a horror movie, <laughs> um, if you will. But um, I do think that store uh, movies in general kind of prove that humans love storytelling and um, really value kind of sharing creative concepts and ideas with other people. Um, and I think that's part of what makes movies so unique. Yeah, absolutely. Is there a movie that kind of comes to mind that maybe, um, let's say a little for examples or is an example of that, of how we kind of love stories? And maybe, okay, can I pull out my Letterboxd account really yeah, quick? Yeah, yeah, you know absolutely. what Letterboxd is? I have Letterboxd as well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm a big, I am a huge Letterboxd fan. Oh, okay. Here's a movie um, that I'm sure you've seen. It's been really big this past year is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, I think is probably a great example of um, humans being in love with storytelling and kind of presenting that through movies as the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once kind of literally tells a million different stories and gives the viewers a million different perspectives on um, a single character. And so, and you know, this movie has kind of changed the world of um, Hollywood in this present moment. So I think that's one movie that kind of really emphasizes storytelling in a creative way. Yeah, I think it's also really interesting that like, a lot of the movies we see nowadays are like based on a video game or based on another movie. Yeah. Based on real life, something actually happened, but rather this is like an actual original story. I think it's also, of course, really nice too to hear a new story. We're always looking yes. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree. Is there anything else you'd like to add at all? Um, I don't think so off the top of my head. Um, I'm a big movie fan. I wish <laughs> I wish I would have had more time to watch movies this year, but I'm excited for the summer break to start and hopefully I'll get <laughs> caught up on some things that I've been meaning to watch. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Also, when you're done, you know, going through a whole day of school and you like get home, you're like, I really would like to watch the movie, but I just don't have the brain power for that. I know, yeah. <laughs> that is the challenge, is like sitting down and focusing on yeah. yeah, on something for that long. Yeah. Do you do you have a favorite movie you would recommend to me? Oh no, I put me on the spot now. 
<laughs> I mean, if you haven't seen Parasite, I would highly recommend it. I'm a big fan of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's a good one. Yeah. I thought about talking. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no. I I thought about mentioning that one as well and talking about storytelling. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So unique and so creative. (laughs) I finally got my friends to watch it. And I was like, okay, we need to like sit down and like actually watch the movie. You can't be like, can't be late in the night when you're already tired. Like, you have to (laughs) brain on for this movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, I think that's also the challenge as well in trying to like choose a movie. Are you going to watch a movie where it's like, okay, I need my brain to be focused and I'm going to give all my energy to like understand it? Or do I just want to watch something that's like totally mindless <laughs> for a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Some like stupid like uh, comedy movie or something. They're still fun, but you don't yeah. have to your brain on. You can like kind of zone in and out. It's not a big deal. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> The, yeah. the uh, perpetual uh, problem watching yes yeah. that's yeah yeah um yeah unless you have something else to add i think that's about it yeah i think that's all i have thank you for chatting absolutely thank you Pre- really appreciate it yeah yeah okay can't wait to hear the episode thanks <laughs> today we have Theo, Sorens, and Kurtz uh, talk about us about a bit about movies. Um, and we'll just jump in with the first question, Theo. What was your favorite movie you watched this school year? Okay, my favorite movie this year was um, was After Sun. It came out in 2022, uh, directed by Charlotte Wells, and it's a um, it's a it's a um, it's about um, a father and his daughter's trip to uh, to Turkey, and it's about their relationship. Um, it's um, told from the point of view of the daughter um, and. You just get a, a sense of she's trying to figure out who her dad is. He's a pretty mysterious guy, and it's just about their relationship, and it's it's really wonderful. Awesome. Um, what is a movie you think everyone at CMU should watch at least once in their life? Okay, uh, this is a tough one. I had, I spent a lot of time thinking about this, but uh, I think my answer would have to be the uh, the Truman Show with uh, with Jim Carrey. I I love that movie, and I think uh, I think I think it's suitable for, for everyone, and everyone should definitely give it a shot. Yep. Fair enough. Yeah, that's that's a pretty solid. One. I have to. I should watch that one again. I've watched it a number of years ago. I should probably give it give it another rewatch. Um, here's maybe a bit of a longer question. Why do you like movies, Theo? Okay. Well, um, I've always been big into to narrative stories in general. Uh, I grew up reading lots and lots of books, and. And I grew up watching movies too, but and I think, but I think there's just something so immersive about about film compared to books. Not that I don't love reading, but you just pulled into into the world, and it's it's a great form of escape. And um, and I started I started watching lots of films um, after lockdown, and uh, and it's just great. You get to experience so many so many worlds and and places, and uh, I, I just love that. I love the, the immersion and the uh, the escapism. What do movies tell you about the world? Okay. Uh, people, um, just what would people have the capacity to do, especially when they're when they're interacting and working together, and uh, the amount of growth that they can have. I think that's just just really wonderful, and it's very comforting to watch. Do you have a movie that maybe represents? Oh, I'll go. Well, I'll go with something recent. Um, I watched a movie called Catherine called Birdie uh, a couple months ago, and it's just about um, uh, it's a period piece set. Jeez, I don't know, like eighteen hundreds. Um, and it's just about this um young princess and her uh, her journey through puberty and it's just it's a really great story um they do it does a really good job portraying her parents as 
um, as as people who have who have problems and struggles, but at the, at the end you you understand why they're doing everything, and it's just it's a really nice heartwarming family film. And I love it because of the family aspect of it. It's great just seeing the the, the parents and her together. Uh, so yeah, I'll just thanks thanks you for coming on. So next we'll jump right into the Blazer Beat Report, also with Theo Sorensen Kurtz. Um, as Eric couldn't make it today's recording, um, so after of course all the um, Sports teams are done for the season. Um, most recently, futsal, volleyball, and basketball. Um, we'll kind of focus, I guess, more so on volleyball and basketball because those happened most recently. Um, but Theo, maybe if you can just kind of shortly summarize kind of those, I guess, those four um, seasons of men's, women's, both volleyball and basketball. Sure. Uh, let's. I'll start with volleyball. Um, our men's volleyball team definitely the uh, the best sports team we have here at CMU. They were they were terrific this year. Um, they had a very very good record. I can't remember, but it, they didn't lose many games if at all. Um, yeah, they were. I believe they were ranked ninth or tenth nationally um, in the in the pro, in the in the country here for the um, for whatever the league, league they are playing in. And they are they're just a really really good team when they're on their game. They are. They definitely, when they're playing well, they were. None of the other teams that we played this year were any match for them. Um, kind of a disappointing end to their season. They um, they ended up losing in the finals, which definitely wasn't expected. But um, but they, this team is very good. They're they're very deep, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna be just as hopefully as good next year. Um, they're losing they're losing a big piece with uh, with Tim, um, one of their best players, and he's graduating. But um, and I think I think it'll, that'll definitely be tough. But they've, there are so many good players in that team. I think they're gonna they're definitely gonna be really good next year as well. Um, on the women's side for volleyball, um, they've got a, they've got a pretty strong team. They definitely at times had the capacity to uh, to beat um, any of the other teams. Um, I would say they're definitely um, a younger team. They've definitely got a lot of um, younger players coming in, and there's there's a lot of potential here. Uh, I can see this team improving a lot and, and playing a lot better next year too. Um, with basketball, um, on the men's side, very very young team. I think there were only two or three people who are, were further than like second year maybe who had been on the team. So like yeah, a lot of first years, a couple second years. But um, I think I would say they performed above expectations this year for sure. Um, especially later in the season when they got more comfortable playing together, their defense improved a lot. And um, and yeah, they. Um, I think I just had I thought at the end of the season this team is going to keep getting better and they're gonna. I think they have a chance to win it all next year. And uh, on the women's side, yeah, they've been, they've been a pretty dominant team for the last little while and. Uh, um, yeah, no surprise they were that again this year. Yeah, definitely uh, um, lots and lots of skilled players, especially with their guards. Um, really, really good defensively, lots of good shooters. Uh, it is just, they're, they're probably my favorite team to watch here. So uh, I'm glad that I think they've got everyone coming back next year. So they're going to be just as good next year, hopefully. Awesome, awesome. Um, and what, what kind of things can we look forward to next season? Ooh, all right, next season. Um... Well, I think I think volleyball will definitely be the I think definitely should be the thing to watch, especially on the men's side. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think this is definitely a little bit of a. I think for the most part, it's kind of we are seeing a lot of influx of younger uh, uh, people coming in. Uh, yeah, first years and second years. So I think the most uh, the the best thing to look forward to is just 
now that they've got a year uh, under their belt or two, uh, just seeing those those younger players get better and kind of take over from the uh, the older players who maybe are still here or are just leaving. I think that's uh, that's really exciting. I think there's a lot of really great um, first and second year talent here on these teams. When you talk about some of those younger players, is anyone that kind of um, pops out of you that you think, okay, next year they'll t- you know make that next step? make the jump and you know they can really make a name for themselves a bit more sure um i think most noticeably for me on the men's basketball team was um was ethan tacker um i know him personally but um i think um he wasn't getting oh he was get um he was getting a lot of, he was getting a decent amount of playing time but he wasn't he wasn't necessarily on the floor all the time but when he was playing he's a really really solid shooter and he can handle the ball well and i think hopefully he gets lots more playing time next season i think there's a lot of potential there Awesome. Um, are there any other than Tim? Uh, anyone else that any kind of bigger losses that that uh, we can be aware of? Not in. I honestly can't remember if there were the, if volleyball, if there's anyone else in volleyball. Um, I know there were some going previous more more previously in the season. Um on the the soccer side of things there were definitely some players graduating um i think yeah uh melissa gilbert um i'm blanking on names here but um kind of like a lot of the the players who had been here for that were kind of like the central pieces to some of those soccer teams have uh, have have moved on and it's definitely kind of a, sh- a, a shift there with soccer but yeah, I think for the most part on basketball and, and volleyball, you've got pretty much the same teams coming back next year. That's awesome. That really helps with that consistency and, and yeah. pushing to make the next step the next year. Or, you know, in some of the teams, especially with the women's basketball, um, kind of just maintaining your dominance. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's all the questions we have. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to add or... Uh, I just, I, I, my favorite part about this year was, um, just everybody coming to the games at CMU. I think, uh, like last year and, um, I guess for a little bit, um, two years ago, there was like, there were, there were sports happening, but especially with the, the indoor sports, there wasn't able to, we weren't able to have anyone in the gym. So it was just great to see, uh, lots of, lots of, um, students coming out to watch and support the teams. And, uh, and I hope that continues next year. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure that helps the, the, uh. The players kind of feel a little more involved, and uh, I don't know. I, at least myself, when there's fans watching, it adds a little bit of extra intrigue. Um, yeah. So thanks, uh, thanks, Theo, for coming on, and that's it for the Blazer Beat Report. Yeah, thank you. Thanks again to all of our guests for joining us and giving me a bunch of new movies to add to my watch list or to watch again. And that brings us to the end of today's show. Thank you all for listening to us this school year. We're so glad you're here. Have a great summer and make sure to look out for new episodes in the fall. Once again, I'm Kara. And I'm Andrew. And we are are Wittenberg Wittenberg Radio. Radio.